Hello and welcome to the Libraries Unlimited podcast. Today we will be growing up with the libraries with Dominique Sokoa, our Bookstart Outreach Officer. We'll also get to meet Adam from Exeter, Denise from Tavistock and Santhi from Ottery St Mary. How are you Callum? Oh hi Lee, I'm quite excited today, ask me, ask me why. Why are you excited Callum? I'm, I'm glad you asked because this week I get to go back into Exeter Library building and actually prepare the building for when staff and the public are allowed back in. They're obviously not allowed back in just yet. We're talking about really preliminary stuff, but I'm really excited to get back into my library and put tape down and make sure everybody's got like hand sanitizer gel and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, that's coming up this week. So I'm in a really good mood today. I'm really excited. Yeah, it just shows that there's like a light at the end of this tunnel, you know. Absolutely. And are we looking at a few months for this to happen, do you think, before public are coming in? Well, I mean, well, I mean, all we can do is go on government guidelines, but uh, in, and according to them at this at this precise moment, and bearing in mind that we are recording this on a Tuesday, released on a Friday, so it's probably changed um, uh, in that time, but um, we're considered like a public space. So I think that's July. So right, okay, yeah, July. That's what wow. I'm saying for 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 public to come back in is July, but I know that staff are itching and we are looking to get back in a little bit earlier to try and, uh, but but we'll see about that. Yes, because obviously when we open, it isn't going to be the normal way of opening. We're going to have to do it in stages as well with the public, I presume. Yeah, but I mean, we've we've yeah. got, we've uh, as far as I know, again things change, but as far as I know, we've got a real strong eye on the services that we want to deliver. So you know, we we want to make sure that people get books. We want to make sure that people have at least a little bit of time or access to computers. Look, the the, the details of this form, like I say, is everything's flexible. Like things are probably going to change, but like I say, I'm just really excited to get back in there. Great, and we can keep people up to date on this podcast as well, which is cool. Absolutely, absolutely. Do you want to get into the news? Shall I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go for it. Hello, it's Adam from Exeter Library and I'm going to tell you a bit about what we're doing for Empathy Day on the 9th of June this year. The libraries will still be closed but we're going to have a great online offering for you including crafts videos. Learn how to make your own empathy spectacles. We're going to have a 3pm empathy game session through Zoom where participants will state five facts about themselves and you have to guess which one is the false one. And of course we're going to have book recommendations for empathy boosting books to teach us all how to see things through other people's eyes. Also, follow us through social media, Extra Library's Facebook and Twitter pages to get empathy quotes throughout the day, thought-provoking, empathy-provoking, encouraging kindness, which is something we can all benefit from during these times. And our schedule continues with a few other things yet to be confirmed. So tune in, join in, and have fun with Extra Library on the 9th of June. Yes, National Empathy Day. Uh, the idea is to see things from other people's shoes, but maybe just very simply wear somebody else's shoes for the day. See how you feel in your wife's shoes, for instance. That'd be you know, maybe put it up as a uh, a live stream. <laughs> the thing. <laughs> Have you been spying on me? Is that what's going on here? Is that what's going on? Uh, my my toenails are painted blue at the moment. Anything goes. Amazing. Oh, amazing. My, 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 my daughter was uh, colouring in my tattoos the other day. So we're all, we're all getting bored. 
Hello, my name is Denise and I work at Tavistock Library. Join us on Zoom as we enjoy a series of short virtual guided walks in and around Tavistock with archaeologist and historian Andrew Thompson. History on your doorstep, a lockdown guide to Tavistock's heritage. During the lockdown, Andrew Thompson has used his daily exercise to explore the often overlooked remains of Tavistock's heritage. This can be found in the town and neighbouring countryside. He will show how it's even the smallest detail can raise questions and shed light on broader aspects of the area's rich and fascinating history. Our first talk took place last Friday, where we had 46 people log in to discover the walk from Old Exeter Road to Wilmanstone. Andrew Thompson had an early career teaching in higher education. Andrew now works as a heritage consultant specialising in interpretation, community engagement and research. If you would like to take part in these talks, we would love to hear from you. For more information, just email us at tavistock.library at librariesunlimited.org.uk And now we talk to Dominique Sokoa, who is not only a library assistant at Appledore Library and a first assistant at Bidford Library, she is our Bookstart Outreach Officer. Hi Dominique, how are you? I'm very well, thank you Lee. Hi, it's nice to talk to you. Yeah, and we're talking on a really hot, sunny day. We've had quite a few of those recently. What are you doing with yourself at the moment during lockdown and breakdown and <laughs> whatever we're calling it at the moment? Um, not a great deal, but it is lovely to have the sunshine. I've got a garden, I'm lucky, and we're near the sea. So, um, yeah, it's nice to be out there enjoying nature, sunshine, and uh, just doing what we can in, in working from home. Yeah, it's odd working from home, isn't it? Um, what, what two uh, libraries are you normally associated with? Um, well, most of my time is spent in Biddeford Library or Appledore Library and some time spent in Exeter Library as well. Right. And, and what position do you hold at both of those libraries? So at Appledore Library, I'm library assistant and Biddeford Library, I'm first assistant. I job share that. Well, both of them actually. Are, uh, I work with colleagues and it's part time. And then also uh, two days a week, I'm the Bookstar Outreach Officer which could be across the whole of Devon and Torbay, so it could be anywhere. And we are talking quite a lot about uh, the book start today. Before we go there, just out of interest, Appledore Library obviously has um, is quite famous for having really a really good festival, a really good literature festival. How involved in that do you get? Um, yes, it does. It started actually to try and save the library from closing. So um, they were very passionate about keeping the library in Appledore. And now, um, because of that, we not only have a library, but we have an annual book festival. Um, it attracts all sorts of authors from all over the country. And uh, it's really well done. Lots of speakers. Um, and yeah, we connect in, in a, a minimal way now because it's organised separately. Um, but we do have authors come to the library for the schools week which is another part of the the book festival and um a lot of our customers go to the to the talks there's a good buzz in the village when that happens were you, were you ever inspired as a child by any particular author did you visit any uh, author or have you got a story to tell there I, let's see so i do remember libraries when i was at school i really enjoyed going to the library at primary school because it was somewhere different from your regular classroom that you were in most of the time so and it was a bit unexpected you never knew what was going to happen in the library you could be watching a tv show you could be choosing books you could be having books read to you so it was something different um 
I never went to any festivals, but I do remember certain things about books when I was growing up, like my mum had a Hans Christian Andersen book with all the different fairy tales in, and I loved reading that. Um, and also Roald Dahl was one of my favourite authors growing up, so I read all his books. And so now it's lovely that, that those books are still popular, they've been made into films, they're on audiobooks, my children have enjoyed them. So it's nice to have some of those classics still around. I remember even The Secret Garden, is that's just been read recently. I think, um, is it Brixham Library? One of the Torbay libraries have been reading that. And I loved that as a child, and I read that to my children as well. So it's lovely to see that even though books have changed so much, and libraries have changed so much, yet we still have some of those classics um, influencing children today. So you've worked in day nurseries and children's centres and foster care and all that sort of thing. Tell us a little bit about how that came about. Why why are you interested in working with children so much? I always wanted to work with children. I think I was quite a people person. Um, It just was always there for me that children are fun. Working with them was fun and um, they're very in the now. They're very in the moment. So... Yeah, so young children in particular, I've always, I always would, was drawn to. That's where most of my career, my early career was spent. And I worked my way up through social services, day nurseries, and then I ran a family centre, then eventually left that to become a foster carer for a little while. Then I had my own children. So all perfect, really, for library work. You know, working with, working with all ages, but we do work with children a, a lot, don't we? So. We do, and the the books, the books, the stories, and the rhymes that we tell. You know, the sto- the bouts of rhyme sessions, the story times that we have in libraries. I really enjoy doing those, and so when the book start role came along, I just thought, well, this combines two of my passions: books and children. Okay, so we're talking about Bookstart now. Explain exactly what that means. Yes, yeah, so Bookstart is uh, organised by a charity called the Book Trust. Bookstart aims to give out free um, books to children at different ages in their lives. So when you're a baby, you should get a baby, a baby pack from Bookstart. When you're a toddler, you should get a treasure pack from Bookstart. And when you first start reception class at school, you should get a Bookstart time to read pack. So those are the three main packs that that uh, are involved. There are also additional needs packs for children with particular needs, and there are dual language books available for children with more than more than English as their first language. It's just a great charity. It, it's it's aimed at giving everybody a book, you know, or more. It's lovely to get a present. It's lovely to get a surprise. It's it's a special thing. Um, so it's a lovely thing to be involved in in making sure that children get these books. What's the connection with, uh, with, with our library service uh, to Bookstart? There? I mean, how, how can people obtain these free books and find out more? That's a good question. So Libraries Unlimited, who run Devon Libraries and Torbay Libraries, um, have, that's who I work for. But we have close links with other organisations such as the Book Trust. So Book Trust will be in touch with us, send us packs... And then it's up to us to make sure they get out there to the children. So in Torbay, we do that through the health visitors. So we give those packs on to the health visitors to distribute. And in Devon, we give them on to the registrars so that when a child is um, born and they register the birth with the registrar, they get their baby pack there. And also in Devon, we give out the treasure packs through preschools and childminders. 
So when they're three, uh, they get their treasure packs through through the childminders and the preschools. And for more information, of course, they can just contact their local library or go to Devon Libraries online. Just going to say that if um, for any reason people get missed out, if they move or they didn't get their pack for any reason, they can ask at their local library and we'll get one to them that way. And uh, what I've noticed uh, by going onto the website, um, the Bookstart website, I mean, I, I know it reasonably well, but the one thing that stood out was the additional needs offer. Yes, so if they have a child who has a visual impairment or a hearing impairment or any kind of motor skills impairment, then there are special packs designed for that. So, um, for example, the visual pack might have um, a, a book which is more tactile, which has some sensory um, parts to it so the child can feel the, 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 the pages and things a bit more. So mm. they've, they've catered for, for those needs as well as they can. I mean, you mentioned the book, the website. Uh, the website is great, just in case you don't know. It's um, booktrust.org.uk. And there are lots and lots of things on there. There are quizzes, there are games, even recipes, um, things from authors and illustrators, uh, rhymes and videos. So they've got quite a few things for young children on there, but even older children as well. As your children are getting older and starting to read and you're thinking, what shall I what shall I get next for them? What are they going to be interested in now? There's something called the book finder on there. So you can put in, or your child can put in, if they like, for example, sport or funny stories or comics, and it will come up with a list of all the kind of things that you could um, search out, all the kind of books that you could look for in those categories. And the other thing to mention is just recently, during lockdown, they've come up with something called Home Time, and that's lots of um, activities for you to do at home with children, which are book related. And there are famous people on there like Floella Benjamin and um, people reading their own stories, authors reading their own stories as well. You talked about your earliest um, kind of like visits to the library. But can you remember your very, very earliest visit? Oh, this is quite a tough one for some people. Um, well, I'm not sure about my earliest visit because it probably was the school library, but... What came to mind when I was thinking about libraries and my early memories was a more recent one because I've always loved libraries. They've always been there for me as an adult. But when you go to a library as a new mum, as a new parent, that's a really memorable experience. So you kind of discovering the library in a whole new way again. Um, so that was the most prominent memory that I have is you're a new mum and they do these bounce and rhymes and you're trying to establish a routine for your baby and trying to meet new people. So I moved from London um, down to Devon when I was pregnant, when I was eight months pregnant, and uh, went to Kingsbridge Library in Devon for the Bounce and Rhyme there every Friday for a good little while. And it was great. And um, I ended up making friends there. You know, it's win-win because the parent has something to go to to, to create a routine from people to mix with and learn from and also the child can be entertained and so you know it's a great thing to do it's a great structure to have in your life is just to, to support your local library and let it support you and we're still doing it online aren't we <laughs> yeah yeah I mean it's very different when you haven't got an audience and you're singing and uh you know, interacting through a computer is really different, but I'm sure that the parents appreciate 
the fact that if their children have got used to a regular librarian singing and reading stories to them, they can carry that on even in these times. So I think they're doing a great job, all the librarians out there, who've carried on with the Bouts and Rhymes and the story times. There's even... Um, I work with a colleague at Biddeford Library who's doing stories in nature. She's telling stories, so that's a bit of a dying art, I think, storytelling. So it's lovely that she's been able to revive that in these times where everyone's on their screens so, such a lot more than we used to be, and yet we can be, we can be reminded of how lovely it is to listen to a story in the woods um, by Katie at Biddeford Library. Oh, when does that happen? Can you remember? I think it's every Thursday they release a, a video. They're on the Biddeford Library YouTube page if you've missed them. Um, but every Thursday there's been a new one out. OK, so in this kind of world of being on the screen um, every day, you know, it, it's important to physically handle books and things like that. Are there, have you got any ideas or advice um, uh, what you might be able to do at home, perhaps, to encourage people to read with their kids a bit more? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it's great if you can incorporate bedtime stories into your regular routine. Um, children love to have a story, usually snuggle up in bed with a nice picture book. And it can be the same one again and again for nights on end, which sometimes can get a bit frustrating for the parent. But it's great for the child. It really helps them learn language and get into their imagination. Um, one of the things we used to do when I was working in nurseries is we always had a book area, book corner, we usually called it, soft cushions and plenty of books to choose from, either on a shelf or even just in a box um, with pictures around teddy bears. And so making some sort of cosy den or cosy area with books as part of a, a corner of your living room or a corner of the children's bedroom is a lovely way and, and a good structure for them to just be able to access books whenever they want or, or for you to encourage them, why don't we just come and sit down have a story together I'll choose one you choose one and see where it takes you and then bring it to life you don't have to just sit still in a corner you can then you know if the story's got a teddy in it go off and get a teddy if the story's got a pair of wellies in it where are your welly let's wellies let's go and get them you know and so you're bringing props in as well to make the story more real and see where it takes you you could end up playing all sorts of games after reading a book that's right. I mean, a lot of the books you read uh, almost give you the prompts in the first place. So I was reading a book today about dogs going shopping. There's all kinds of things you can actually put on and wear and pretend you're in a shop and all that sort of thing. It's quite good, isn't it? You, once you've read a book, it, it can inspire you to do other things with your child. So it's, it's it really can spark the imagination. And, and you're you're hopefully creating a lifelong reader because all those books that you're reading when they're really little, um, create so much fun and good memories that they'll just stay with them for life then and and if you can spark that that bit of fun and imagination when they're young hopefully that will carry on and they'll want to turn to books in all sorts of times in their lives you've just um inspired me to to think back about whether i had a corner when i was younger but i, I didn't what i did do was take a torch with me um upstairs put a few covers over my my beds and then make it a den basically so I'd have a den a book den did you do anything like that as a kid oh I don't know I can remember doing it with my kids using the clothes horse um, at the back of the sofa so that you had the sofa the clothes horse all the blankets and some cushions inside that was the only real use for clothes horse surely <laughs> <laughs> okay last question a very easy one what are you reading at the moment 
Um, I've just come to the end of a Lucy Diamond book. Uh, what was it called? Uh, oh, Something I Should Tell You by Lucy Diamond. Um, I like books that are about people and their dynamics and quite easy to read, nothing gruesome in them. So um, so she's a, she's a good writer for that sort of thing. And this is just about like a really extended family and all their little secrets and how things change because of it. Sounds great. Well, thank you so much, Dominic. And, um, well, we'll see you again soon. Thank you very much, Lee. Bye. So there we go. That was that was uh, Dominic Sequoia having a chat with us. That was fascinating. Yeah. When, when what was your, what's your first memory of the library, Lee? Well, that's really interesting because my first memory of the library, I think I must have been two or three, maybe. Wow. I know that sounds really young, but I do remember the smell of the books and being and reading I think it was the Bear Scouts that's what it was it was the Bernstein Bear Scouts and I know why I remember it because basically my mum took it out from Rossmore Library in Poole in 1973 and I've still got it (laughs) 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 so no doubt she's on the black and the naughty list from Poole Poole Libraries but um I, so I know, I know. These, yeah, we're not encouraging this, by the way, but it, it happens occasionally. But I, I think the thing is, the thing, the important thing to take away is that that book actually was so important to me growing up because there are lots of images in that book which are all about huddling and getting cosy in caves and camping and all these sorts of things. And oddly, I love all that stuff now, and I'm wondering now if the the books you read in early life really do kind of make you who you are. It's time for the lightning review. Joining me for today's lightning book review is the supervisor of Ottery St. Mary Library, Xanthi Waite. How are you doing, Xanthi? Thanks for joining us. Hi, Callum. Um, I'm good, thank you. And it's quite exciting to be here on this podcast. Oh, well, we're very excited to have you. How's Ottery doing during the lockdown? Are you guys doing anything exciting? Yeah, Otteries, it's actually amazing how busy we all still are. So the staff are all still working and we're putting out an awful lot online via our Facebook page um, and lots of contact with our community. I think some of the things we're probably proudest of are um, how well BookTrack is still going. So lots of local families are engaging with our BookTrack at the moment and we've even had our first um, 100 book finisher during lockdown. Lots of our families are still engaging. It's amazing that you've got kids interacting with you, especially during the lockdown. So that's great. But we all know why you're here. You're here to review a book um, in one minute. So this is a surprise book. I've gone through your borrower history. I'm going to pick a book completely at random. And you've got one minute to review it to the best of your ability. Uh, are you feeling confident? Are you feeling, are you feeling okay? Slightly nervous about you going through my borrower history, but that's... <laughs> It's okay. It's all right. Okay, so here we go. The book that I would like you to review today is Carve the Mark by Veronica Roth. Excellent. That's a lovely choice. I'm quite glad you chose that one. So Carve the Mark by Veronica Roth. This is um, a book aimed at young adults and teens, um, but I would say don't let that put any adults off reading it. If you like fantasy, if you like sci-fi, if you like adventure, then this would be a great book for you. It's about um, a couple of teens, Sarah and Akos, um, and they have special gifts. So Sarah's gift is that she causes pain 
and ACOS is, is that he relieves pain. And the two of them are from two different factions um, and their paths cross. And there's lots of, it's, it's very sci-fi. So they travel to different worlds and different planets with lots of different vocabulary to do with space. And it's quite exciting and also very dramatic. Lots of explosive things happen. So it's sort of a page turner. It's great. Veronica Roth is fabulous and I love her all her work so there you go <laughs> well, that's, well that's it that was a minute you did well that was incredible well you, you managed to cram a lot in there that sounds like a really good book actually i did notice on your on your borrower history that you you are a fan of veronica roth uh, it pops I'm up a quite a few times fan. actually yeah i'm a very big fan of veronica roth i think it started when i read the divergent books which i think ah, a lot of people yes. have read yeah. um and then just recently she's written one for adults called Ch the chosen ones um oh. And, and that's a similar thing, but she sort of upscaled it for an adult audience. So right. that's also very good. So I highly recommend her. Brilliant. Well, 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 thank you very much, Xanthi, for coming on to the podcast and doing the Lightning Book Review. It's great to hear that Ottery is uh, remaining so active and people are still engaging with the library uh, in, in that place. So, so that's amazing. Um, uh, thanks very much for coming on. Thank you, Callum. Lovely to talk to you. So this is a podcast about growing up with the libraries. Callum, maybe you can answer me a question here. What is your favourite book when you were growing up? Well, I read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy at a very early age. Like, like it was like one of the first books that I read that was like a book, you know. And then the other one was um, the Adrian Mole books. Did you ever read them? I did. Uh, it, uh, and they were great. Um, yeah, because I read them a little bit early so i think his first one was that he was 11 I can't and three quarters yeah 11 and three quarters yeah and i read it when i was about nine so of course adrian mole was this like older guy who was like you know getting in with the, the with the pandora girls and all that sort of stuff um but i, I haven't i know that it, his books carry right on until he in, in, into middle age i've not read any of them recently but uh, those are my two yeah. Oh, that's that's fantastic. Yeah, great. Well, I've said mine already, The Bernstein Bears. I think that's the, one of my favourite ones. Walter. And The Sleep Book, Dr. Seuss Sleep Book. There you go. So we're coming to the end of the podcast then, Callum. See you next week. You have been listening to the Libraries Unlimited podcast. Thank you. Libraries Unlimited is a registered charity running Devon Libraries. If you'd like to help out, then please do by going over to our website, devonlibraries.org.uk, and, well, simply donate. See you again soon. <laughs>